relax, you got nothing to lose. What do you think I'm about to show you? The female of the species is more deadly than a male. Show me a movie, you can say it again. Just wait till you see what I did at the end. The female of the species is more deadly than a male. The female of the species is more deadly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the More Deadly Podcast, where we review horror movies directed exclusively by women-identified directors that prove that the female of the species is more deadly than the male. More Deadly is a trans-inclusive podcast. We celebrate the work of cis and trans women, as well as non-binary filmmakers who are comfortable being included in a space that centers the work of women. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me today is someone very exciting. Someone very unexpected. Our beloved Ariel needed to take a little break for some personal stuff. And so I have enlisted a spectacular co-host, someone who will sound familiar to listeners because she has been on here twice and now thrice times to join us for more deadly. And that is the beautiful, the talented Elizabeth Kyle. Oh my hey, girl. goodness. Hi. That introduction. Hey. I'm just like verklempt now. Um <laughs> So glad to be here. Always, always such a blast. And as we were just discussing pre-show, this is how we hang. This is social (laughs) life. So let's get this party started. I love it. I mean, this is what I want to do anyway. Like, I I would prefer we were hanging out and had, like, drinks, but I would probably just want to talk about horror movies anyway. It would be the same conversation, let's be honest. Yeah. And we're not alone. That's right. We also have a very, very special guest joining us today. You know her. You love her. It is the lovely Natalie from All the Men I've Tolerated Before. Thank you for joining us for the first time, Natalie. Oh, my gosh. Did you just say I'm known? (laughs) I mean, you're known by me. (laughs) Everyone at this party knows your ass, and we love you. Yes. I love you because you say words like verklumped. <laughs> is that not in the vernacular of the youth? Is it not? So. Okay, it did not I, show up in the movie that we're covering. It sure didn't, today. and they had all the cool words. They certainly had. They definitely had all the buzzwords. That's for they, sure. Yes, they did. I felt simultaneously seen and attacked, and also like I was a million I years old. Felt so was, old, and then they said a, the name of the old guy that the one girl's or the age rather, and I was like, oh gosh, was that yeah. so old? Forty. You're hurting me. Yeah. Are you are you 40, Elizabeth? I did not think you no, were. No, I'm 40. 38, but it's close enough. Okay. I mean. Okay. I just like we're going on like this guy was like old as dirt. Like he's not that old. Yeah. Go I on. think I'm older than him. <laughs> so that was a grim reality. I yeah. like blew away in a puff of dust, like just like right. mummy dust on the wind. <laughs> it's like the end of Hocus Pocus. Hi <laughs> <Bye>, guys. <laughs> I hope all of our young listeners know that every day after 30, you just wake up and you're like, am I sick? Am I okay? <laughs> is this just this how is my body truth. feels now? It's so true. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you'll just go to do something like move a direction that you've mm-hmm. moved your whole life and everything in your body is like, fuck you. No. Yeah, the yeah. fact that Lee Pace was so limber in this movie, I was like, good right? for you, Lee. <laughs> I know, Maybe I'm you like, want to get one of those red light masks. Yeah. Oh, yes. 
totally. totally. Let me tell you my saddest middle age injury. I Please. once threw my back out getting my eyelashes done. <laughs> I love that so much. This I literally laid on a table for too long and I was like, uh-huh. I don't think I'm going to make it to the car. <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh, that's horrible. But if it's got to happen, getting lashes, you know. I don't I just sleep. Think- so when I sleep deeply, I throw out my entire like torso. <laughs> Oh, that's not. I don't know what I do. That's what getting older becomes. It's it's like nothing, no good deed. Like nothing happens without another. It's like you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, but with your body. Like if one thing's working, (laughs) another definitely is not. You're never just like great again, you know? And then I feel so. I feel like I'm so relevant in like keeping up with things right up until people are like, aren't we so mad about the try guys? And I'm like, who? I don't, what? <laughs> oh, three times a day I hear something that I'm like, is that an app? I have not heard and whatever. It's like a human running for office or something. And I'm just like, I can't, I, I feel like your grandma and I just need to stop. <laughs> That's right. Whippersnappers, welcome to the Hipcast. Aren't you glad we you're here with us? <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. It's only another very good reference. <laughs> yes. some Golden Girls. What? That's yeah, I mean, listen, I love some Golden Girls. I don't know it's, if it's the freshest reference, but I appreciate it because I. It, 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 it's never going to stop. My references, um, it's like how some people won't let go of their mall bangs or like whatever the thing is from their day that's like they will mm-hmm. die looking like this. And kudos to you, lady. Uh, mine yeah. is uh, just antiquated references that no one in the room at some point is going to get. And like, I don't care. I'm going to say <laughs> it with as much it. panache Lean as in. the first time. And you're just going to have to leave confused. Like maybe Google it on your phone so, machine. You're so behind in your references that you've actually lapped them. And now you're ahead again. That's right. That's what I say. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All yeah. right. So Natalie, first things yes. first, I know you. If people are cool then they know you as well. But there's probably some uncool people out there that don't know you about you yet. So tell us about your pot. Okay. So I'm the host of To All the Men I've Tolerated Before. Which is a great name, by the way. Name. Thank it's you. It's the best name. Thank you. It came to me one night in a board game bar <laughs> while I was I doing I know this story well from the podcast and I love it every time. <laughs> um, and it's your weekly look at everyday misogyny. Season one was really heavy on the men that I allowed into my life. And season two, we've got new faces every week. And we're just talking about how misogyny like subtly affects us all, but also very Mm -hmm. blatantly, which is why I love this movie. It is the promising (laughs) young woman of podcasts. Oh my gosh, stop. But also send this to her. (laughs) We will. Well, I love your show because it's not just about that. It also is these incredibly deep, emotional, intimate conversations. You have a gift for making people feel very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Every person you talk to, it feels like you've known them forever. And they are so open and they disclose so much, which they would not be able to do if you did not have – we call it the truth lasso, which is this gift to make people just open up and share things. It's a gift and a curse, but in your case, it's a gift. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Sometimes I'm worried that I'm like tricking people to like give me their deepest, darkest secrets into a microphone. (laughs) 
And I'm like, witchcraft. Tell me everything you've been ashamed about. (laughs) (laughs) I think it speaks to the fact that people like need to open up. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times no one asks. Everyone's so self-involved. Nobody ever asks. But you ask. And you get like really amazing conversations great conversations. out of it. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. I will mm-hmm. cry when I listen to this. <laughs> gently weep. <laughs> well, Happy I mean, tears. if you're, it's not raining on your face, are we even podcasting? I don't know. No. Right. <sighs> yeah. There was a, a recent one where you brought a guest on. I cannot remember her name, but she was talking about like her series of terrible exes. There was like Voldemort and Bueller. Oh, yeah. and yes. from bitch, you need to hear this. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Just every time I thought we had like reached the bottom of that I story, know. it there was another, there was another basement. It was like a certain film we all saw recently that I won't spoil, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but in relationship. Yeah, and I had recorded with Katie first, so I thought I had all the context down. And then I'm, like, listening to these events in real time, and I'm like, oh, my God, make sure that you look apathetic. Because I do have, like, resting, like, are you still listening face? And I'm like, make sure that you look like you're paying attention to the very deep hurt that she's experienced. (laughs) Yeah, I think you must have done a good job because she Thank definitely you. opened up. You also said something on a, on a recent show. You know, you hear something and you're just like, I wasn't expecting to have a little bit of an epiphany and then bam, mm-hmm. it hits you. Yeah. You were talking about how your therapist was saying when you're having a conversation, you need to like be able to listen without being like, okay, I need to entertain and razzle dazzle yeah. for this person. There should be a bit, you said. I listened yes. to that episode. It was so good and it hit me so hard too because how often just – by way of our personality types, I think, do you find yourself living your life as if you're doing a tight 15 on like, you know what I mean? Like you're just trying to like get the last and like connect in that way. Yes. That feels so, yeah. it feels so genuine to get that response from people. Well, and mm-hmm. it kicks me in the ass because then these people are in my life and I'm like, do I know you? Do you know me? Or is this literally just like chuckle hour on a Thursday night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like always trying to go for the punchline. And I think that's great, but it does maybe sometimes get in the way with like of having those deeper sort of like intimate connections. I don't know. It was it was a powerful statement and it it resonated for me and I've been absorbing it. That episode with John, like it was the only episode where after we were done recording, I went out with friends and then I came home and listened to it immediately because I was like, oh, my gosh, what all did we talk about? (laughs) Mm-hmm. You talked about everything. We did. Everything. That was a good one. Thank you. Yeah. He was very open about I mean, he didn't mm-hmm. name names, but I'm not going to lie. I was like Googling trying to figure out who he was talking 100%. about. It was <laughs> you too? I was like, I was pulling over quit? driving home and was like, who was in this? Whatever. Like, I don't know. I've like, heard the story now. Like, I have to know the players, guys. It was hot goss. It was. It was. I love it. I was like, girl, is getting the scoop. I'm not sure to like email him. I get so weird. Like, do you guys know how to talk to people anymore? People, some people don't text. Some people don't DM. Some people only voice message. And you have to keep track of everyone's preferred communication. It should be in the notes on everybody's like, contact. Pronouns, preferred communication. Because yep. yep. <laughs> there are a thousand and two ways to reach someone. And typically a person will have like one or two that work, I feel like. 
Yeah, is it so, generational? But I like I never pick up a phone and call someone, but I have a friend. He'll call me and I'll pick it up like, oh my God, what's wrong? And he's just oh, like, course, oh, right. you know, I'm driving home. And I'm, it's like, like someone straight up just but like you did the cold ringing your doorbell like, what the <laughs> fuck? Is the world ending? Is it a nuclear attack? My doorbell just rang. No one is allowed to call me before 1 p.m. unless there has been a death. Like that is a rule. <laughs> Is there an other end of the clock that is the equivalent or is it just morning? No, because I am a night owl. So you could call me Mm. at 3 a.m. Chances are I'm still awake. But when my sister called me to be like, you're going to be an aunt, it was like 1130 and I picked it up and she immediately went, it's good news. Don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) No one has passed. (laughs) Well, at least she knows you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this is your first time on the show. So I want to give the the listeners a chance to kind of get to know you, kind of get where you're you're coming from in terms of like your likes and dislikes so that they can, as we get into the review, they have a, you know, like a perspective. They understand your perspective a little bit. So first of all, what are a couple of horror movies that you love? I'm not going to say your favorite horror movie because I don't know about you, but the minute someone asked me that, I'm like, what is a horror movie? What is a horror movie? Exactly what I what do. Are I'm words? like, have I seen those before? I'm not sure if I know of any of those horror movies you speak of. So Elizabeth knows that I tear my answers depending on who I'm with. Like if I'm in a smart crowd, like right now, where I have to be. Why? Thank you. A person who has taste. Prepare to be disappointed. I'm like, oh. who else is coming to this tonight? <laughs> yeah. Tilly, are you coming? I just like puff out my chest and I'm like, oh, hereditary. Tony Collette is a goddess, which she is. Like, it's a great movie. If I'm with like, we're just at a bar and it's fun, it's the entire Final Destination collection. Any You can put in any Final Destination and I'm happy. Also a rollicking good time, yeah. If I love you and you've made me feel safe, um, it's Urban Legend. Like, that's the one. It's my Ooh. secret shame. <laughs> Which we watched while we did watch. I gave Natalie a haircut in my living room when she stayed oh, with me. And it was amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one I that mean, gets me, like, the most excited. I'm like, ah, oh, just 90s cheese that a Boy Meets World episode was written for. Yes. <laughs> like, in tribute to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to revisit that. I think I saw it in the theater when it came out, but I have not seen it since. Okay, those are awesome. That is great perspective. And it feels very on brand for what I know about you. All mm-hmm. of those represent you in different ways. So here's my secret confession. I've only ever seen the first Final Destination. That's okay. They follow the same format. And you've <laughs> yeah. seen them all, I think. Right. Yeah. But for, that's like the thing that freaks me out, aside from like animal violence, which I don't fuck with. But the anticipation of violence, it freaks me out way more than actual violence. And so I've avoided them. But now we're planning to do a whole series of them and I'm going to have to confront Ooh. my fear. So I love that luck. for you. I am a sicko and I love the buildup to the violence and like getting click, tense click, with click, the click. people. <gasps> that's a part of the freaks but me it's out fun. that is fun yeah. especially in the theater like yeah, yeah. I, love that I mean i'll be fine i'll get through it yeah. we'll see i also love me some devon sawa the just like devon sawa sans that is happening right now i could I not be on more on board with he's he awesome. commented on a tweet of mine like a long time ago and i was like okay i can die Ooh, i mean so that's a real low bar for me <laughs> to be dying happy about but i think i'm there like no. 
Yeah. I bring up Wild America way too often. I'm like, do you remember when Devin Sawa went to visit the bears in a cave he shouldn't have been in? And people are like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I go, he was with JTT and maybe a Lawrence brother. I never remember who the third person was. The third brother. That's right. Yeah, he's such a good one? follow on Twitter. He is he's like a troll in the best yeah, ways. Yeah, he is. All right, awesome. So, we know what kind of horror movies you like, but do you have a a favorite female horror director? Okay. So, this made me feel so bad as being the misogyny lady. Um <laughs> Oh no. Queen of, queen of calling out misogyny. I'm so bad about actually recognizing who does what movie. And, like, who's done a series of movies that I enjoy. So I was trying to Google it. (laughs) And then I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. I go, these are such niche horror films. I go, I'm a loser. I'm going to help a girl out here. Do you know and love Jennifer's Body? I do love Jennifer's Body. There you go. And your favorite female director is uh, Karen Kusama. And I saw her, and I was like, you've only seen Jennifer's Body. Like, I feel like you have to see, like, three films. Have you you seen Pet Cemetery? It's been years if I have. American The original one or the... Did they do a new one? Yeah. Yeah, it's been years. Um, But you've seen it, so we're going to count it. About American Psycho. Have you seen American Psycho? There you go. American Psycho is one of those movies that I gaslit myself into believing I had seen because I saw a lot of clips. I used to watch VH1s like, I love the 90s. I love the 80s. So I have all of this cultural reference in my brain. So I'm like, you've seen The Graduate. You need to watch American Psycho. I was like, please make me a list. (laughs) Like, just please. I'll watch whatever. It's spooky season. Like, Just make me a list. (laughs) You need to watch Raw. Raw. Titan. Yeah. Then you, uh, Decornell uh, double feature. The Please stylist. tell me a woman did teeth. Like a man didn't try to tackle that. <sighs> that makes me tried and did. Ma'am. No, ma'am. I mean, you could just look at the the more deadly feed. It's like all women For dressing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Like, I'll just go. That's what I say all the time. I'm like, you're on these podcasts. Like, just go right. watch the movie. Not only are there female horror directors, they fucking kill it often. Yeah. So you're gonna yes. you'll be in real good company, and there's also the um, anthology film XX. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, which you kind of can't miss on most of those. It has some Karen well. Kusama. It in does it. have some yep. Karen Kusama, and I love it. Uh-huh. It's a good uh-huh. Yeah, I'll do my there's homework lot and I'll be better prepared next time. But I was like, way to be a loser, yeah. Natalie. You don't even know anything. Stop it. I mean, listen, you got to start somewhere. I don't think you have to arrive on this podcast a horror expert having intellectual curiosity about it and mm-hmm. like if anything you're on the beginning of a journey that i'm very envious that you're on oh you yes that's such a good way to put so it so many amazing films that i wish i could like eternal sunshine my mind and rewatch yeah. for the first mm-hmm. time yeah i just so. watched hellraiser so what quote am i think we have such sights to, to show, show you, you. <laughs> the the original or the or the new one the new one for bgh ah oh right right is that what you guys are doing this week Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing your thoughts. I it's divisive. And I think the people I can see who are why. critical and who I love it are it. both correct. Like it's I, yeah, I got I feel the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just love Jamie Clayton so much. I was so same. excited. Same. Yes, yes, yes. But uh yeah, we'll get you some homework, girl. Don't worry. Thank you will you. be an expert mm-hmm. by the time Elizabeth and I are done with you. 
that That's we would right. ever be done with you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Well, what are some horror films that you love that you think are underappreciated and people never talk about and are sleeping on and really need to see? Well, Urban Legend is one of them. I would say, listen, because I love a psychological thriller too. Like I love to just be tense for an entire movie until there's a big climax and we all release and we leave the theater. I liked Don't Worry, Darling, even with all the bullshit that happened. I liked it. I, I have not That's seen it woman yet. Directed. Woman directed. Yeah. Woman directed. FYI. <laughs> Olivia Wilde. Who would admit that like, oh, Olivia Wilde is my new favorite female director after all of this shit? I feel like there's so much misogyny wrapped into the coverage there of sure that There sure is. Though. And I feel like I've been the Olivia Wilde of similar situations, yeah. honestly, where like – I just, I can't help but, not to get into the fray of it, but like, I can't help but really withhold judgment of any woman in the, the eye of the media getting lambasted for. Yeah. When everybody was listening to Shia yeah. LaBeouf. That's about the first problem I have. LaBeouf. I was like, are you LaBeouf? I mean, his name sounds like a fart. Like, do not trust him. This, I mean, he is an admitted sexual abuser and yeah. uh, Amen. emotional okay. abuser. He killed a dog. We now, we now don't give you a microphone to be like, here's what I think's wrong with oh the situation. God. I am not impressed with your like conversion to catechism. That has no. not impressed me. <laughs> like, hooray! The brand of misogyny. How you've really changed. <laughs> all of my bunny in the woods senses just fucking freak out can we cuss on yes. this podcast i know yeah. the answer to that and i'm asking oh, it anyway yes <laughs> does he not just give you like crawl out of your skin vibes yeah i feel like this yeah. is a great topic for your for your pod natalie we could we could talk about these like stories that are just misogyny yeah yeah we're, that oh. are we're pretending our news <laughs> that's yeah that's not a bad idea and then okay so i actually looked at my phone and i was like this was the movie that you were actually going to talk about and you panicked said don't worry darling <laughs> I, I love you. I love it. My, so my sister and I have this Relatable. tradition of like when she comes to visit, we like side eye one another until we arrive at a at a movie we know is in theaters and we know that no one else will be down to see. Last time it was Beast with Idris Alba. We were like, let's go watch him like punch a lion in the face. Yeah. We, we ended Jaws up with lions. Yes. In the movie Unsane. Did you all see Unsane that was yes, on the yes. iPhone? Yes. <laughs> yes. And my sister and I walked out of that movie and we were like, we didn't know that we needed to be afraid of insurance fraud. Like the, the hospitals <laughs> using my insurance <laughs> to commit me. That's like a Nancy Drew style. Like her shit was also always uh, like real estate fraud and shit. Yeah. Like it would be like... <laughs> <laughs> bureaucracy, but I loved it when I was 12 and I still don't know why. We still bring it up like once a year. Like, what was that movie that we just saw? And then we went and ate pizza like everything was okay. Like we watched a woman crawl out of being committed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, like pizza is sort of medicinal. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's therapeutic slices. We were the only people in the movie theater. It was like an it might have been a weekday afternoon, and we were the only people in the movie theater, and we just talked the entire time, like, what do you think is happening now? <laughs> do you think that she's going to end up okay? And we're like, no. <laughs> so that one is a roller coaster, and I suggest that everyone at least tries to Google it before I forget the title again. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's a good one. I don't think anybody ever talks about it, and no, it doesn't get Claire Foy is great in it. She yeah. is. Yeah. Okay, what about filmmakers? Is there anybody who's out there making movies and like you're like, why are you talking about Quentin Tarantino when X exists? Am I allowed to talk about non-horror movies? Oh, you can talk about whatever you want. Right, well, I believe if you don't support Billy Eckner, Eichner, I always say it wrong, so no matter how <laughs> it'll be, and go see bros, I believe that you're letting the, like, the patriarchy win. I went and saw it, and it was so cute, and it was adorable, and it was hot, and it was funny, and then like everyone here in the Midwest is like mad about it. I'm like, why are you mad? <laughs> Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I I look forward to him being the front runner of more movies. If I wanted to like if a genie showed up and it was like, who do you want to make a movie? I'm like Florence Pugh. Something mm. is inside of her brain and I know it needs to be shown to everyone. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Have you seen hers. Midsummer yet? Yes, I love Mark. Midsummer. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Because yeah. <laughs> that is a hole you are you cannot have in your <laughs> you're having no. watch list. <laughs> it's so beautifully done. The whole setting, the lighting, everything. You are tense with flow the entire time. I loved it. All right. Awesome. So speaking of films or filmmakers that you, if if not love, are at least interested in talking about. Uh, you picked today's film, which is a little film called Buddies, 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 for us to discuss. What made you decide on this one? So I was at the movies with two of my very close friends, and we were watching the previews, and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies came on for the first time on its first weekend of being previewed. And the way that the women spoke to one another I was like, we have to see this movie because I'm going to giggle throughout the entire slasher part of it. Like, <laughs> I'm so down for just like Gen Z to take over our horror movies and for me to have to listen to them talk about how they talk to one another. <laughs> I was just in love. And then I want to go into my second reason because it's like the spoiler and we haven't warned people that we're getting to the spoiler part yet. Yeah. Okay. So we'll circle back. And for some reason, Pete Davidson, who's never been a big draw for me at all. I was like, this this movie's perfect for him. I want to watch him only in this now. <laughs> I am a Pete Davidson apologist. I'm just going to say that now because I, I love SNL. Yeah, yeah. That's and what he I was know, hilarious. Like, that's what I know him from, and I agree. We like, would I date him person. or want someone I love to date him? No. Right. But that's okay. Right. <laughs> I don't right. want him to date anybody in Hollywood. I've been called out on my own show for being like a Chris Harrison apologist. I'm like, of all the people I apologize for, it's the Bachelor dude, the host of The Bachelor. Yes, I think that's the episode I either just finished or am still listening to because I also am a little bit of a reality TV junkie and there's yes. so much stigma around that and it is so rooted in misogyny like totally oh it's terrible yeah. for society have you ever seen sports like i mean it's not all lovely team sports and everybody getting along like it's no. a lot of privilege and like a you know yeah subsequent abuse <laughs> because of it so miss no, me on the real housewives criticism people don't <laughs> like reality tv because it makes us look inward and then we're like oh i don't think i like that <laughs> I think yeah. you're right. All right. Awesome. How about now, Elizabeth, was this a first watch for you as well or? 
It was. Yes. This was one that um, I heard buzz about early on. I try to avoid trailers these days, which mm-hmm. I've been doing pretty successfully. And it's, um, I think it's for the most part been really working to my advantage in my viewing experiences. Um, so I tried to go on pretty cold to this and I didn't know much except for the marketing as far as like posters and the, this is not a safe space, the whole thing. Like I kind of had an idea sort of where we were going, but, um, it went places I didn't know we were going. So it did. It did. All right. So really quickly, this is the spoiler policy on the show for anybody who's coming here for the first time. Basically, we're going to, I'm going to get tell you some information about the director, the background of the film, how it was made, all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to give our non-spoiler reviews. So we'll talk about general feelings, but not really touch on major plot points. Then Elizabeth is going to give us the synopsis, at which point, although I don't know how spoilery is your synopsis. Um. It's more than I would want to know going in, but it's not like the spoiler. Okay. So before she kicks into her synopsis, get the hell out of here. If you were spoiler versa, if you haven't seen this, this is a Mm -hmm. film that has some twists and some turns and is spoilable. So choose your own adventure. But that is how we're going to handle it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about director Helena Rain. She is a Dutch actress, a writer, and a film director. She comes from a very fascinating film. I had to do like Wikipedia deep dive and I still don't totally think I understand all this. So I apologize for anything that I get wrong here. She had a very unique upbringing. She's one of three sisters and her parents were both artists and very into living a like bohemian, no rules kind of life. They practice something called anthropophagy. So it's, it's not necessarily a religion. It's more of a philosophy. And again, it like speaks to that openness. And they were followers of uh, the Sabud spiritual movement, which was founded in Indonesia. And it's again, not a religion, but what it is, is this idea that the voice of God speaks to you and it guides you to the religion that you is actually right for you. Like there's one God, but there's like, you know, different varieties, different flavors and, and the voice of God. Yes. Essentially. Right. (laughs) Yes. It's like a dating app or like a dating matchmaker. It's like your personality is going to fit best with Buddhism. We'll push you there. And that's, but ultimately it's all kind of pointing to the same thing, which is interesting. So in an interview with Trow, translated again, so I apologize for any inaccuracies here. She described how in her house there was one empty white room that only contained an empty frame. And it was God's room in the house. And that empty frame represented how you couldn't capture God in photos. And she said sometimes she would hear the worst screams coming out of that room. And then other times it was used for meditation. (laughs) Um, fascinating, right? Totally fascinating. Of meditating in your fear room, like you know that that room is haunted, (laughs) and that's (laughs) like I've known people before that have had prayer closets, Carrie style, but that is next level. So she, when she was about six or seven, her and her sisters all decided that they wanted to be baptized into the Catholic Church. Uh, Naturally, her parents were horrified by this. It was the antithesis, essentially, of everything they believed, except for that that must mean that the voice of God was pointing them in that direction, right? Ultimately, she thinks what it was is she just like craved structure in her life. And so the church would provide that because in her upbringing, there was so little of it. She lived in this tiny little village in in the Netherlands and she didn't have a TV. She didn't go to the movies. They would listen to music and basically paint. That is what they did as a creative outlet. And then 
a babysitter actually took her to a production of Annie, which is where she discovered acting and was like immediately obsessed with it. She said she was like filled with envy towards the actor who was getting to play Annie. And she just knew that was like her calling. Fortunately, her mother did support her. They She joined a local youth theater and was really into it. But eventually she knew she had to move on because the kids were not taking it as seriously as she was. So they got her this audition at a more serious company called the Vidzuringing. I know that's mm. wrong. And I apologize to the entire populations of the Netherlands, which she ended up getting accepted to despite the fact that she was quite young. And um, normally they didn't let someone in that young, but she was so promising they let her in. She graduated from the Maastricht Academy of Dramatic Arts in 1998 and began working on the small and big screen as well as the theater in the Netherlands. She has a mountain of credits to her name that I will not even try to attempt to cover. I mean, literally, if you look at her IMDb, it's just like, and it's all like a lot of vowels and... We see how well I do with all of those vowels. So in 2019, she directed her first feature film, an erotic psychological thriller called Instinct, starring Clarice Van Houten, who is, if you're a Game of Thrones head, it was Melisandre. Oh, no way. Yes. Yes. And I love a psychological thriller, uh, an erotic psychological thriller, especially. Um, This one is about a prison therapist who becomes obsessed with her patient, who is a violent serial rape. Who is about to get paroled? What? I kind of think I need to say that. We need to see that. Yes. Well, it yes. premiered at a at a film festival and got picked up by A24, but it hasn't been released yet. It was only shown mm. for one night as a double feature in their digital screening room. But I would assume that means it's coming at some. Okay, well, then I definitely need to see it. This is like yeah. an entire like origin story of this thing, and it sounds fucking awesome. Yep. The film obviously requires Clarice to go some places, but in real life, actually, the two are best friends. Um, They've known each other from working on a film decades ago. And in fact, they released a book together called The Anti-Glamour. It's a mock style guide to end celebration of their friendship. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that adorable? That's super cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Since then, she's directed one short called For the Birds. And of course... Bodies, 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 which is her first mm-hmm. English language film. As for what she's doing next, she hasn't specifically said what she wants to do, but she did say that she wants to go return to the world of the erotic thriller. So I hope she wants to be my that. friend next. Like we could really hang. <laughs> she's a vibe. I watched some yeah. interviews with her and she is cool. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Let me tell you about this film. All right. So the background, I think, again, is pretty interesting for this because it passed through the hands of a lot of really interesting women, people we've talked about on the show before in some cases. For instance, like I didn't realize until I started researching this, this this is actually began as a spec script from Kristen Ropinian, who was the author of, do you remember this viral story, Cat Person? That sounds familiar. And I'm taking a note. You should read it. It's really interesting. It was very divisive. Like the internet oh, was obsessed with it for I a minute. I just remembered what I know about it. Yes. Okay. Yes. About the like woman mm. that goes on a date with the dude. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Really well went, written. And I had forgotten that like at the time they picked this up. So from there, it was optioned by A24 in 2008. The following year, it was announced that Chloe Okuno. Mm -hmm. aka of vhs 94 and watcher fame watcher by the way if you've not seen it natalie is a movie that you must watch oh i will watch it 
It's so good to rewrite and direct it. And then things kind of went quiet. And I think, honestly, having seen Watcher, it would have been interesting to see what she did with this. But Mm -hmm. I'm not complaining. Things went quiet until about 2021 when it was announced that now Helena would be taking on the directorial role. And the cast started to come together. Amanda Steinberg was the first one to join. Maria Baklovo after that, as well as Pete Davidson and so on. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it all worked out because, like I said, I, I like I re- I looked into it and I couldn't find anybody definitively talking about it. I know that in an interview before South by Southwest, Chloe Okuno, someone asked her about, you know, how does it feel to have two films premiering here? Because Watcher was also premiering. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, oh, it's really great, but I haven't seen it yet. But she didn't really – she didn't really say much. So I, I couldn't quite figure out what exactly happened. But ultimately, Ropinian was given story by credit. and. Sarah DeLapp, who was a playwright who wrote The Wolves, got the sole final screenplay credit. And I know there's some degree of like, it matters how much percentage of what you wrote ends up. So it could be that some of Chloe's stuff isn't here, or it could be something that's totally new. I don't know. In an interview with Screen Rant, Helena shared that she connected with the script that Sarah wrote because she actually used to play a game like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies when she was young, but it was like, she called it Werewolf, which I think Okay, I've heard it called Werewolf, played. and then Mafia is another yes. iteration of uh-huh. it. And Assassin. Uh-huh. Wait, yeah. I played one. The Assassin. Similar. I mean, anyway, it's a yeah. whole thing. Yeah, like I remember playing this when I was a kid, and honestly, it sounds kind of fun, except for when it's it turns so into a murder spree. Well, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> when we have our horror girl weekend, maybe we can play around yeah, bodies, please. bodies, bodies. Yes. <laughs> Ours was like a city. It was in Memphis, and it was a citywide. Um, like all the hipsters were playing assassins, so like you could just be getting gas station, whatever snacks, and like get the tap on the back, and like somebody would have your name on the card. It was kind of, <gasps> it was fun. It was cool. I want to do yeah, like that. It, it would be like wherever you went was like a threat, and like people got real heated about it and stuff. And like I just remember like I was living in this like cute house that used to be a bed and breakfast with these two girls. We were all like best friends. It was super fun, and like we'd be getting ready to go out and be like. I bet Greg has you. You probably shouldn't go to the show with the shell because if he has you, <laughs> he's super going to be there with Melissa. Like it was like fun, the social aspect. So this movie, like when they got into like that part of it with the game, I was like, oh, yeah, that is fun. I remember that. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Although I feel like that could go very wrong in Memphis. It, hey. Look, hey. there were all manner. This is MySpace days, and on the bulletin board on MySpace, there were all manner of like water guns not allowed. Like this, just people <laughs> getting too crazy, and like this was in a different time and place. But yeah, there's, I don't know that you could really do that large scale version of it. It sounds so cool, though. It was I fun. would love to have participated in that. Okay. In an interview with Screen Rant, she said that she connected with the script because she had actually played it when she was younger. And she she said that she would get really emotional, kind of like one of the characters in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wanted to use this game sort of as an opportunity to explore human behavior and whether the killer is outside or actually inside us. And we'll get into that too, I'm sure. And then the filmmaking process itself was actually collaborative in a couple of interesting ways. Much of the film takes place in the dark. That's not a spoiler, I don't think. And so to light things, they had to use iPhone flashlights. Yeah. So the yeah. cast was actually had to be participating in the lighting of the film as they shot it. And there was a lot of like they brought in stand-ins weeks ahead of time and did all of the blocking and all of the oh, rehearsals so that they could get it right. Yeah. And then the music in the film, if it feels very authentic and now, that's because all of the needle drops 
were ones that were um, selected by the cast because like Ooh. they provided like a list and then they went through wow. the list and provided because they wanted it to like she's like I'm, I'm not Gen Z. Wanted it to be authentic. Yeah, I felt yeah. that. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the film began shooting in May of 2021 in a Georgian manor in Chippewa, New York. And the score was composed by Disaster Piece, a.k.a. Yeah, Richard yeah. Breland, who famously scored It Falls. Have you seen It Falls, Natalie? I'm just going to keep asking every time know, the film right? was. And then I'm just going to, like, go into a shame spiral to be like, I. so here's the thing. I don't watch movies at home a lot. Okay. Because I prefer to go to the theater where I will mm-hmm. pay attention and eat my popcorn. And if I'm at home, I'm just going to dick around. So... <laughs> If a movie leaves the theater and I have not seen it, I will forget that it ever existed. That's why I was so happy that like X showed up on an ad in on my TV because I was like, I remember I wanted to see that. Yeah, you got to make some exceptions. That's one you should. Yeah, and I think it falls as an exception, don't you think? For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a spectacular film. Several podcast. Wait, is it follows the one? Where it's like an STI. Essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean. I have maybe. seen it. I watched it okay. on a whim. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. ADHD. I'm like, no, I haven't <laughs> seen anything. I like that you shame spiraled and like gave us a whole and story. And then you're like, oh, wait. Out. It was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I just acted myself out of the crevice to be like, never mind. I'm valid. Like. <laughs> Well, then you know that that score was incredible. That would be perfect. Okay, and finally, it premiered at South by Southwest in March of 2022, where it received positive reviews, and it was released theatrically in August 2022 and on VOD this September, which is how people at home can watch it now. It's very, very easy to get your hands on, and you should check it out, especially before we get into the spoilers. Mm -hmm. All right. So, without spoilers... I would love to hear from you ladies what you thought of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. We'll start with our yeah, lovely guest. I mean, that is now. not, that is not my like recollection of it. Like, I was not trying to laugh your way I just through remember. the horror that's in front of you. I mean, obviously the role <laughs> Or the tension or the psychological and, like, torture that you're going like, through. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies provides well. you the so, comedy like, to do that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And I loved every moment of it, especially the lighting. I don't know what the hell is going on with horror currently, but this whole like I'm only going to show you like a sliver of our environment at a time. I love it. It's it's so good. So ten out of ten for me. It's my favorite summer blockbuster. Ooh! I tell people I'm like this is my favorite summer movie of the entire summer. Thor, who? Thor, Love and Thunder, who? <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Elizabeth? I want to hear your thoughts. What did you think of Border Border Border? Okay, so I was super excited for this, which is never a good like thing he, for mean, like the fate of that oh film. No. As I was oh, I'm oh like, no, that is someone. No, no, but here's it's an interesting yeah, I mean, story. Like, so It is one of those. I know you'll you'll appreciate right. this sort of like cycle as you because if you were watching a lot of movies like it happens you run into them where you're like I thought I would feel x about it I kind of feel y and then you sit with it for 12 hours say and you're like but I feel like it just turned into jello in my brain and now I'm actually getting a taste of like what this product is and I'm all the way back around to 
super I mean, I appreciating that. what that it's doing like, I mean, think about and how, like mm-hmm. neck jerks the um like subversion of pretty much everything like it's just a very smart movie in a lot of ways that Mm -hmm. I think I was resistant to on the first viewing because I feel old to be honest watching this and so to me it was like there were moments that I had to remind myself like this is satire and so it's to be consumed like with that in mind you know um, mm-hmm. we can, when we get into spoilers, we can go into like I think he's just probably a lovely person. Certain things I just, that I f- I had so to this is a thing about chew on for a while. I, I think before swallowing, but attractive. this actually ultimately like ended up kind of landing with me in less, a way I'm that like, definitely I'll be checking out future work from yeah. this director. And yeah. yeah, I have more more thoughts than I thought I was going to come in here with um, after thinking about it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Excellent, awesome. Yeah, I think you sort of this isn't necessarily apply to this, but way you yeah. put that about feeling x and then ending up y and then like, I mean, like finding a way feels, back to like x is definitely downstairs. something that i've experienced and i don't know that i've heard it like put in that star. way before that, yeah that, that really resonates for me yeah i i think this you one too? could have easily been overhyped for me because i had been anticipating so it for so long for and it was like the movie i wanted to see and couldn't see you know what i mean and you start mm-hmm. to add all those things on that is the best but it's been so long now someone. and there's been so much since then my expectations like kind of you know like they were less heightened so i don't know if that benefited it yeah. but i did really ultimately enjoy this thing <laughs> she's quite Googling. a bit even though it did like you said make me a little old in some places <gasps> although no i think of my own age i'm like teacher. oh young she's people me too in freaks and geeks. <laughs> i mean good. me too and then they make Yes, but then Bill. they like start His talking about Bill the TikToks, and, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm on TikTok." So like, that's um, why I get to be just like blind Valley, to my own age because I'm like, "Oh, I know what they're like, talking about," unless it's the Try Guys, and then I'm like, yes. "I have no idea." Who I actually are. know who the Try Guys are because I I'm old enough not. that I watched all the BuzzFeed stuff. Oh, I do remember. <laughs> I do remember BuzzFeed. I don't know those. The guys. Try Guys' most famous yeah. thing was they did the yeah. they put on no, the labor. I would take that or like simulates labor. Yeah. I love when we applaud men for going through our pain. Yeah. Yep, right. Congratulations. You you did a basic female thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but yeah, so it's funny. It's tense. It has all of those things for it. But it also really, in a way that at least to me felt like it really authentically spoke to a moment in the zeitgeist and to a particular generation. And I can remember movies when I was younger watching them and being like, oh, this person like gets it this film gets it i feel seen in this and there's a degree of aspiration and i can see how this would be that you know like it speaks to a generation that is very online (laughs) one that is politically and socially aware and you know one that you know is susceptible to sort of the same kind of follies as every generation does and so it's totally okay to satirize it you know i feel like it's cutting in some places but in a way that is never especially cruel it never feels like it's really punching oh, below the belt, even oh, when it makes like out like jokes about being allies and like performative allyship and things like that. It never feels number, like like and pointing down at those stupid kids and their avocado toast or whatever. It, it feels the Goblin King. like horizontal to some degree. Like, they totally. get what's funny about that generation and what's what you should lampoon, and they do it in an insider <laughs> kind of way. It's a smart <laughs> critique on something without being well, yeah. condescending in any way. Uh, he was like, a babe. So yes. Well, and yeah. I'm like obsessed with the general okay. timeline to begin with. So to watch like a scary movie now 
move into this new generation of people that I'm observing. Like, I was so primed and ready for it. I was like, yes, it is now your time. And I had, like, a Mufasa moment. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a healthy way to see it. It totally is not a bitter way at all to go into these Yes. I'm just like mortality entropy. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the horror is our bodies. So <laughs> like clueless has gone through this like new renaissance. Well, that's and to a us, like question. clueless was like oh. our movie. Like, sure. She's amazing. And she gets it. And we laughed at all the funny parts that made fun of yeah. us. And mm-hmm. we still laugh at it today. And then Gen Z got to watch it and they were like, Well, now we kind of understand oh. you all. And I'm like, yes. And bodies, bodies, bodies will be that for you. I feel like we're learning. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think that's yeah, actually I, really I accurate. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, the other thing is, is it focuses on characters that I would typically find to be repugnant. Uh, okay. Yes. I was going to be really nice <laughs> yes. and say annoying. Like, <laughs> well, when we hate our main <laughs> character, it's my know. kink. I love hating <laughs> the main <laughs> character. Who is your blast? But I, that, I, that for me is hard. Didn't. It's hard. Yeah. Me, I, it's okay. a, it, that is a barrier for me to get over. I don't actually love it. And it's the way I'm able to watch shit like Riverdale because, like, I at least am like, oh, you're so pulling my heart straight like to some right. degree it works if they're trying yeah. to get me to give a shit i'm gonna at some point i mean well, i think it is a testament to the sheer force on, of charismatic will that this ensemble has that mm-hmm. i genuinely gonna... connected with most of these characters yeah. and it yeah. had a, a right. degree of emotional stakes that i did not think i was going to feel for a bunch of trust fund kids right yeah and that really elevated it for me. So overall, I think that it is, while it is more of a mystery than a straight up horror mm-hmm. film, uh, I had a good time with this one. And I think it is a very fun ride and one that you probably do not want to spoil for yourself, you- but do want to say. Mm-hmm. So I'll save the rest of my thoughts for after the spoilers. So folks, we are going to get into uh, the lovely Elizabeth, whose eyes look so pretty, by the way. I'm like, oh. Oh, (laughs) they're like I'm like seeing something about the lighting is really making them look like Dune level blue. It's very pretty. Love that. But yeah, you're gonna get into the synopsis, which will have spoilers in it. So this is your chance. This is me vamping. Find your phone. Hit that pause button. In fact, while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to all the men I've tolerated before. This is a good time to do that and get the hell Mm -hmm. out of here. All right, they're out. It's just us now. Just us cool people. So just the people who get it. (laughs) we know what's up all right so bodies 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 sophie and b are a couple and they have been dating for what do they say six weeks yeah about uh when sophie decides that she's going to bring b to a hurricane party at her childhood friend david's palatial home everyone we're watching here by the way seems to have quite a bit of money as later they will compare levels of richness and who is what kind of rich, which is very humorous. So arriving a day late and fresh from rehab, Sophie surprises her old friends, Emma, Jordan, Alice, and the host, David. B knows no one. And then we are also quickly introduced to right. fellow outsider, like Greg, an older, I'm using air quotes really heavily, <laughs> man that Alice brought, whom she met on Tinder. for years. Oh, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Um, a 
fellow friend Max is referred to, but we don't see at the house initially. He uh, apparently left the party early and may or may not have been responsible for David's very obvious black eye that we see as we're introduced to him. I will say I don't think... So drugs and alcohol flow freely and the tensions build among these friends (laughs) until it is suggested they (laughs) play a game. Bodies, bodies, bodies. (laughs) And like we were talking about a little bit ago, it is a game where there's a killer assigned and if you are killed quote unquote by the killer then you are out of the game and everyone else has to figure out who done it the whole crew outside of these significant others and newcomers uh seem to intimately know the rules everyone draws if you pick the the x you're the killer cut the lights if you feel a tap on your back you're dead if you come across a body one you must yell bodies 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 to summon the rest of the participants who then all vote on who they suspect to be the killer so after tempers rise between david and greg they both leave the game which continues in their absence until david's actual dead body 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 is found outside his throat is slit and bloodied by an apparent sword attack (laughs) the game has become reality the power and the wi-fi actually go out due to a hurricane and things get increasingly deadly for our young Does party goers. The race to find the killer is on, but very ugly truths about the remaining friends threaten to tear them apart before the murderer, quote, can get to them in this very dark horror comedy. <laughs> Excellent. That was perfect. You nailed it. <laughs> All right. We are book reports, you guys. It's like sixth grade all over again, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> You're such like a good the, researcher. The I, I, do, I can do it, but I, the whole time it's like, very much enjoy it. Elizabeth wrote a term paper to come onto my show, and I was like, I think I like Google Dawson Leary. Take assignments seriously. Yeah. I think I read a BuzzFeed article about why Dawson's Creek was damaging to us all. Legit research. I love BuzzFeed. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Can I just tell you, this song maybe reminded me how much I fucking love 212. (laughs) That song 212. Oh, like when it came on, like we... In in this in this yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as mm-hmm. soon as it was like over, I like immediately had to pull it up and listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it is so 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 good. Azalea Banks, I understand, is a problematic figure, but mm-hmm. it's on it slaps. Yeah. <laughs> all right, spoiler. All of the spoiler gates are off. I remembered. Natalie, I just need to put it on your calendar. We shall celebrate well, it I annually. I remember something. What was one the other story. reason you wanted to watch this that you couldn't reason. say? Uh, the reason why I wanted to cover this and force people to talk to me about this movie is because I love I mean, there's probably that is just a reiteration <laughs> of Lord of the Flies. As soon as I know that we are about to tear one another apart, Lord of the Fly style, and we're going to, like, spill everyone's most hurtful secrets, and we're going to tell all of the ways that, like, your mom wronged you in front of everybody, (laughs) and we're going to get, like, dirty and catty and, like, violent. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Lord of the Flies was my favorite forced upon reading in high school. I was like, this one's actually good. (laughs) I enjoy the chaos. I enjoy it. I'm okay, broken. So this, <laughs> this is a running thing in this episode, but just because I know that you are like fairly new to the genre. But did you watch Yellow Jackets? Girl. Yes. So I, my mom made me get a subscription to Showtime. Didn't share her pr- password because that would have been like, too kind. <laughs> to make me watch. Mom, 
mom <laughs> to make me watch Yellow Jackets so she had someone to talk to about it. Okay, good. Just want to make sure. Oh, does your mom like your bully thing? you into watching shit? My mom will be like, you have to watch The Crown. i got to talk about season three. My mom wants to tell me the entire plot and timeline of a book that she's read and then goes, I can't wait for you yes. to read it. Girl, yes. I know I'm sitting in a Mexican here. restaurant with my mother. She's telling me the entire plot of some Tanya French book that the twist is important and then is like, I'll let you borrow it next time you come over. I'm like, I no need. My mom has tricked me into watching like four seasons of The Walking Dead because when she tells the story, it's succinct and interesting. Uh, <laughs> and then I watch it and I'm like, oh. Welcome I was in like an abusive cast. relationship with that for like four seasons. So then I was like, why? I I don't actually have to watch this. Right. It feels good to just admit I can that quit. and walk away, right? That show yes. is the same as the zombies. <laughs> and doesn't it feel so free <laughs> when you're like, the poster. I don't have to care about Carol and Daryl. It's this okay. I'm saying. I never I'm have to name names away. again. So I, like, I, think I don't I'm have to like do that thing at work and like pretend because everybody knows I'm like horror and they're like, did you I see? Did like, you see? And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I did. Book fair one <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is like the only one normie sort of like touch point for horror. So they all can't believe you don't watch. The second time I'm going to reference her today, my eyelash technician was like a diehard Walking Dead person and wanted to talk about it every week. And I was like, and they think it's a thing that's just going to grow. Oh, on you. The only one I don't know, like the like the fourth time they check, and they're like, "Do you yes. are you watching The yes. Walking Dead?" Okay. And I'm gonna so, be I mean, like, by "Actually, uh huh." I want that. I know <laughs> it's not ever gonna be the answer. I'm not now, not ever. I feel like it's when you could fake it through, though, right? Because mm -hmm. you'll be like, oh, "Rick's totally. being terrible, and he's talking oh, to somebody Rick. way too close." <laughs> right? Yeah. Am I right? Is that, that still happening? a cutie okay, patootie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. So. Lay it on us, Natalie. What are some sort of things that you really connected to about this film? Number one, I didn't know that I was going to be so amped for a drug-fueled hurricane party. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That's Is all I want to do. Is this thing that rich people do because they don't give a fuck? <laughs> You're from the South, uh, Elizabeth. Have do you been to a hurricane a party? It is person. a thing. It, like, yeah. it was a thing I'd heard of before this film. You need to get and I laughed yeah. so hard at the part about rich people have right guns. <laughs> like, the, that is the land of my people. Welcome okay. to where your home might or may not have been a plantation. Hmm. Not me and my family. We were living straight okay, up in a okay. ranch in Midtown. But, you know, there, there was a level of a lot of truth, They're I think, with the, like, trust fund... <laughs> kids yeah. who I, I read in an article well, or in an interview know, with the director okay, but uh know more details she assumes the most of the going? parents okay. of these kids were okay, republican so. like in her mind writing it okay yeah. so first of all <laughs> i mean i would assume the series follows a group of five but high schoolers uh, super yeah okay sorry natalie go ahead so i thought the hurricane was like a really great element because like weather stresses people out like it stresses people the fuck out and then those kids are just like snorting coke and you're like children there's a hurricane <laughs> you're just doing lines in the pool and then they're trapped there and when the power goes out i'm like yes we will spend the rest of the movie in darkness with like our glow bracelets which is such a moon and i thought that pete davidson was the perfect man to play this like fragile boyfriend who doesn't like any other man who's in like periphery of his friends and Lee Pace was like a perfect foil yeah. to that because he was just like Mr. Zen guy. He's like, maybe I've been to war. Maybe I haven't. 
Yeah, I love a good himbo. (laughs) Who knew that Lee Pace could, like, beautiful, artistic Lee Pace could just be a himbo? I was like, look at you, baby. Look at you evolving. You can do it all. (laughs) You can do it all, baby. You can make me feel ashamed of myself as an elf I'll never meet on an elk I'll never see. But you can also just be an himbo. (laughs) (laughs) His character was good. Yeah, yeah, I really, I, I really like Gary. That one, that was a rough, that was a rough sequence with Gary. Yes, bless his heart. Yeah, it was. But it was also, I felt like this movie really did a great job of towing that line of like visceral violence and the mystery behind violence. Because like Lee Pace's character's <laughs> death is truly the only one that we get to like witness in real time. Mm-hmm. And everyone else's, you just stumble upon them as if you were playing bodies, bodies, bodies. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, she fell that. down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Or did she? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I love the structure of, like, Agatha Christie or Clue style. Like, mm-hmm. that's a conceit I'm always going to be on board for. And mm-hmm. it was it was a really sort of fresh take on that with the twist that we get at the end that I always feel like we're like tiptoeing and like, do we say it? I guess we're in. Oh, we're in the spoiler zone. You can talk about whatever you want. We have given the warnings. People are here or they're not. They have chosen their adventure. The fact that Pete Davidson, the reason why everyone thought that there was a killer on the loose, because he ends up baning against a hurricane window with his throat sliced and he's dead at the end. And it had like tickled my mind. I was like, I wonder if this is where we're going. And it tickled. And then I immediately dropped it and just re-immersed myself into the movie. And then I was so happy that this is where it went. That Pete Davidson was so vain and such a I'll show them. I'm the coolest guy at my hurricane party. That he slit his own throat trying to do a TikTok with his saber. Not only trying to do a TikTok, he's trying to do the thing that that Lee Pace can do because yes. <laughs> he's so he's like I'm gonna do I'm just I'm gonna do it and the no, whole guys, I'm cool I'm too. cool okay. and kills I just himself. Give me one of those things and then like basically the murderer is their own very humbling narcissism to some degree like it's yeah obviously very meta everything yeah. about the film and and the way yeah. that they execute it but even knowing that, like, kind of on the front end, it come, yeah. you you come out yeah. thinking like it was it was smart, like mm-hmm. to put it in a horror movie structure. Mm-hmm. I am of the sound belief that you are allowed to talk Aww. during scary movies in the movie theater. I'm like, you're allowed. Like that's why we're here. So when that happened, when Pete Davidson slit his own throat, oh, and like stumbled witches. forward. I remember like and raising my hands it, up, going, I loved "Fuck I yes!" and like clapping <laughs> once, Betty Davis. Right? and I then bursting out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my friends love going to the movie with me because right. I am the well, second I show. I'm like, "Look at that!" My God, you're my movie theater nightmare. I get so grumpy when people talk in the theater. I'm like, "This is not your living room, ma'am. I did not pay for this. I'm such a." Crab. Oh, no. <laughs> 100%. 100%. 100%. Matilda bought me these special earplugs to wear in the movie theater that like allow the film sound to come through, but you can't hear other things. Yes, because I get really mad when people eat popcorn really loudly. How did you handle a quiet place? 
So, no, I'm not going to tell myself. Thank you. Guys. I was Thank okay. Everybody, and I'll tell you know. off the air. Okay. Okay. It's around. not. It will not. It will not reflect well on me as a human being and as a friend. Bye, everyone. <laughs> so, I like it. As someone who likes to smash popcorn during the movie, mm-hmm. I was so like insecure while I was doing it. I was like, yeah, okay. Oh yeah. That movie will make you hate yourself for like sneezing. Like I was just like, I'm sorry. I'm so so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But then I also (laughs) was like getting like so mad at like every single thing happening around me where I'm like, did you not see the name of the film, sir? This is a quiet place. So you place. turned into Get me and Eric. fuck out. Yeah, I didn't talk <laughs> during a quiet place because I knew I would be like murdered on site. So I held my shit together until the very – and that's what it is for me. Like I'm so immersed into the film in front of me that I feel like I'm experiencing it and therefore I get to talk because I'm there. <laughs> Okay, I'm the opposite to the like. Let me tell you about my neuroses. I won't even open packages unless it's a loud moment on the film to hide it. Yeah. And I like peanut M and M's. That's my snack, but they're very crunchy. Yeah. So yeah. I literally hold them in my mouth until the candy coating has melted, and then I quietly chew the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I don't want to crunch in other people's ears. That's my level of neurosis. I kind so of like, am. A, I am way closer to that line. I think. Oh my god. Yeah. But it's mostly for reasons I think of social anxiety, where like I am sure everybody in there is just staring at me, not the movie, because that makes sense, and being like, "Why is this bitch being so loud?" I do. So I think just. I just. You do sparkle, like, my friend. You do sparkle. You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that I held my shit together enough for the credits to roll for me to mm. turn to my friends and be like, I fucking love when we do Lord of the Flies. And they're like, they're the two best people to go to the movie with because they just accept me as I am. And they go, That's we're great. just so happy for you. <laughs> just, we're, I have we're been just- told that by my friends after <laughs> movies before where they're like, where were the last two hours of my life? But you, I am so happy <laughs> for you. I'm that, so uh, happy for you. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, my God. A life they'll is different. Me. And they're like, oh, it's something. They'll yeah. tell me. They're like, we're so glad we got to experience that with you. Even when we saw that shitty movie, Men, they were like, we were so glad that at least we were with you. <laughs> God, I haven't seen I had Men lots of yet. significant others being like, I like watching you watch those movies. Like, Oh, God. Because you're so ex- into it. But, like, they have no love for the genre matilda and, you know, likes exactly. seeing horror movies with me because i i don't talk during movies and i am very firm in like being quiet during movies but i do have involuntary things that happen mm-hmm. in a scary movie like mm-hmm. in a jump scare like i don't scream she does this imitation of me that is not flattering and i think it's hurtful because it's probably true she says whenever i get scared i go oh my god <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs> Ask Matilda about it next time. She'll do the imitation, and I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" <laughs> I feel like I've managed to make us talk about anything that isn't the movie. Like, I'm like, "Hey, you want to talk about the movie I've been holding on to all summer?" And then I'm like, "Let's talk about theater etiquette and how I have none." <laughs> oh, whatever. These are the You're moments. So like, this is the hottest topic tonight. Everybody in the audience is in one of these Arguing. camps and feeling strongly about it. Right People now. are getting divorced right now. <laughs> People are breaking up. People are forming alliances at a bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if there was ever a Lord of the Flies situation, like one of the ways that society would bifurcate into gangs is theater talkers and theater silencers. Because I believe <laughs> there would be lots more Venn diagram. Like that, that 
is representative of a certain type of person that I'm sure would inhabit many other, yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that sort of would mm-hmm. maybe be a tribal difference, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think you have yeah. to exit someone's life. <laughs> like well, I present as an extrovert, but I'm so socially anxious that like I I think can't. we're somewhere that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are always surprised that I'm actually an introvert mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I give Labrador energy, but I am inside dying. <laughs> really, you're really a chihuahua. Everything's just like, eh, just love yeah. me. I, I, love it. I think when my therapist like helped me release the shame of being like the dramatic kid, I lost my shit and like all like filter of like, this isn't how you act in public, Natalie. <laughs> You don't get to join the movie while it's in the middle of the movie. That's not your role here. I can't even imagine that level of freedom. (laughs) I'm deeply envious of people who are not constantly anxious. (laughs) All right. So I will say, I've already talked about this a little bit, but I, I cannot stress enough how much this movie kind of hinges on the surprising likability of this mm-hmm, cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's largely due to this, that, you know, screenwriter Sarah Dlop smartly introduced us to these sort of, like I said, like seemingly very confident, extroverted, obnoxious characters, and then begins really unveiling all of their tender parts. And yeah. when you see that vulnerability in them and that they're, you know, they're kind of a mess and they're kind of broken people, those vulnerable parts allow you to connect with them in a way that in a more superficial story, they would be much more just archetypes and yeah. unlikable mm-hmm. and you'd just be waiting for them to die. In this well, case, many, there are seven, seven people. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a lot of people to do that well with, I think. Yeah. It was a very empathetic movie. Considering mm-hmm. that they were all, but it takes you on a journey to get there. Yeah, and that's yeah. true to life. I feel like because mm-hmm. you get to feel empathy for them while their friends are tearing them apart. When they were like tearing one another apart, you were mostly focused on the victim of that, mm-hmm. and you got to like watch the power of emotion just take over and like have a girl scream. It's really hard work yes! to do a podcast. Oh, I you gotta build your that. audience. <laughs> you gotta start a Google Calendar. I was like, oh my god, relatable content. <laughs> it is hard work to do a podcast. <laughs> no, that was that was great, and it and was she so was my favorite scary. character. Like she hate listens to your. Po- I just was like, oh, that girl, cut deep. That would cut deep. That because I'm gonna life. take the download, but I didn't need to know that it was like you were making fun of me. Because that's your secret fear when you're podcasting. That like right. all of the people that you know now hate you because you put all of your baggage online. <laughs> I know. When someone tells me they listen to the show, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm I know. sorry. You still love me because it's really important to me that you do. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's interesting because it's kind of it is very much a who done it or who's doing mm-hmm. it actually is more accurate, even though it's couched kind of in this sort of like slasher veneer. But instead of any sort of stalking scenes or like psychosexual violence and k- killing, we get just this deep, deep social anxiety raised to the level of like life or death consequences. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. I'm an incredibly socially anxious person. So to me, like this is my psychological horror right. film, even though I am geriatric compared to the characters, like oh, the core so. of the horror is something that is deeply relatable, even if I don't get all the TikTok references. Totally. 
So when I see the like chasm between like millennials and Gen Z, like millennials all think that like we like like to put our anxiety on an object. We're like, oh, our job is making us anxious or like all of this. And like Gen Z realizes that it's like an inner battle that you're having with yourself. And And that comes through in this movie where they're like, I'm just anxious about being me. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, really? Well, but they have the words to immediately access. Like, I mm-hmm. am envious of this whole generation that feels their feelings so yeah. out loud and says so to one another and doesn't even know what it's like to be groomed by, like, your own parents to shove it all down so deep that you just freaking lose it one day. Like, that's not just yeah. the way of life for this entire fleet of young people. And it's both incredibly cool to see and also I would be lying if I said I wasn't intensely jealous of it at times that they're growing up with that and in their arsenal and then it also is hilarious to hear them in the face of like actual like murder consequences be so woke that they're like politically correcting themselves into their own grave like it's I'm an ally I'm an ally (laughs) don't come at me with your performative ally bullshit or when they would just be like that really encroaches on my boundary right you're silencing me i feel i feel everybody talks like a little therapist now it's kind Uh, of i know and it is kind of incredible and good for them but like Mm -hmm. what a world to grow up in where like most people didn't even believe in therapy yeah right i was thinking about we had a conversation once about your daughter and like people kind of crossing boundaries in ways that are cute, like saying, I'm your boyfriend, like adult men saying that or insisting on hugs. And I I love that this generation is empowered to push back and say no to those things. Because I'm doing it inside the house, but I'm telling you, it has permeated all media. And it's for once, I'm glad that something is infectious and going everywhere because like we're watching bluey episodes about consent and shit and i'm just like good on you like do you know how desperately we needed that when i was getting sex like that was never a thing never you would never i had to go tell every uncle goodbye with a hug and a you know like i mean whether you wanted to or not yeah yeah and i that's on my tiktok and what you're talking about like we were at a barbecue and okay Okay, my four-year-old who was three Mm -hmm. at the time had like some cute little summer sundress on and this 70 year old man comes over multiple times it was like this whole running gig that like he wanted desperately for me to be his like wingman on it was a bit and like he, he's trying to like get other people like laughing about it and it just made me so uncomfortable I wanted to die where he kept coming up to my toddler daughter and saying well who are you here with oh if she's not seeing anybody, I sure have been looking for a girlfriend. You can be my girlfriend for the night. He didn't have the greatest sense of humor, so it wasn't funny anyway. But then, like, it just kept getting, like, more just disgusting and insidious. And, like, I was having a hard time not just, like, having PTSD about my own Southern youth as, like, a mm-hmm. cute little girl at the, put- yeah. the barbecue or whatever. And, like, fuck that for my daughter. Like, I finally was just like, <laughs> okay, we're good. Both of us are single. I know that shocks and disappoints you but bye and usually after they learn i'm a single yes mother, my three-year-old is single <laughs> right nailed it my three-year-old is single we're gonna keep it that yeah. way for 30 years sakes where were we we were in the spoiler section i know there's probably some other things and things we want to talk about we were talking about stripping them down until we empathized with them yes yes and i think 
a lot of that has to do with the performance. Like Rachel yeah. Sinnott's is so good. Mm-hmm. Like that character is such an empty va- vessel typically mm-hmm. in anything else. But those moments of her like talking about her podcast, like yeah. it's the most vapid dialogue. Like if you read it in a script, it's the oh, most wait, absurd. On paper. Yeah. It's so dumb. And she just like pulls it off. I mean, like delivers rarely that you see and especially like a horror comedy like it's yeah her performance packs a punch for sure it's like i can't be the joke if i don't think i'm the joke this Mm -hmm. is just who i am i'm this person to this group of friends because there were like so many options for them to make her the joke especially with like the older guy lee pace as her boyfriend it's like you're just doing this old dude and bringing him to parties and whatever and he's kind of (laughs) odd And he plays I mean, with swords. Graduated senior coming to the high school party. It's a little totally. sad. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. But again, it's Lee Pace, though. Yeah. So I love you can't help. But the casting, I think, is really brilliant around this. It like is Pete good. Davidson, you should hate that character. Some rich dude that is kind of a chauvinist. But then in these quiet moments that he has with Amanda, uh, Amanda Steinberg's character, Sophie, like when yeah. you see that softer side of him and the genuine friendship and concern he has for her, you're like, oh, right. He's also a human. Like, yes, his right. brand is he fucks, but also he's a human who genuinely is concerned and worried about his friend. And those kinds of layers are not what I was expecting when I when I started watching this. Like, I thought I was there to hate the characters and delight in their deaths. But instead, yeah. I was caught up in sort the, of the biggest like, twist is the emotional impact I think you feel from their character arcs. And then back to what you said before about like not liking your main characters and me being like, that's my kink. It's because I love when we blur <laughs> the lines between the hero and the villain where it's like, if we took one word out of the story, these roles are flipped. I've always been a big villain person where I'm like, the villains are always the most interesting characters in the story. Yeah, the sure. end. The heroes are boring. Well, you're also We've a theater seen- kid. Like we wanted to play the, you want to play the yeah. villain. Like, you that's wanna- the person you're gonna you want to sing poor unfortunate yeah. souls or else why am i there <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most correct thing that was said today absolutely right <laughs> like, that's the one that i would hold everyone captive in my living room and put on my cassette tape layer. i'm still mad that they fucked it up for broadway like they fucked up poor unfortunate souls for broadway and it hurt me it hurt me <laughs> to watch I am not delighted with the Melissa McCarthy casting in this new Me either. It should have been a drag queen. It should have been. It was based on Divine. It It should have been Ginger Minge. That's who it should have been. Yeah. I'm not convinced that she can sing. We've never seen her sing. It just doesn't feel (laughs) like I love her, but it's... I mean, of course. I love her too, but like, that just spiritually does not fit. No. No. I was instantly mad instantly mad yeah i don't love it when all the people were like hating on Haley, Haley bailey because they're racist pieces of shit i'm like get a real problem oh right we melissa mccarthy is it's right here right? <laughs> like can we move over to column b because i want to get upset about something <laughs> and it makes me sad because i love melissa mccarthy but i hate when we stunt cast and it goes so wrong i'm like what are we doing <laughs> Well, Hollywood is only allowed to have one fat actress. So, Correct. you know, this is true. yeah. When we blur those lines of like villain, because 
I very much run on this philosophy where it's like we all have our villain moments, we all have our hero moments, and then we all just kind of like vibe like Lee Pace and we don't have any moments. We're just like grounded. And so I think that that was masterfully done during this movie because you were like, I don't like any of these kids. And then like slowly they would be like, really? You don't like this precious baby angel who has been healing her soul with Pete Davidson and other bad men? And you're like, I guess I do like her. Okay, fine. <laughs> I kind of empathize with you because I was you at some bar. Right, because I was you. I was you. Mm-hmm. And now I have a podcast. So stop making fun of that girl who has a podcast. Right. It is a lot of work, though. Yeah. It's a lot of yes. work. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think one of the things that also is really great about it is how effectively it lays out its mystery. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I was absolutely a participant of – like, there's some movies yeah. that you just lay back and you let them wash over you and you do not engage. In this one, my eyes dilated looking for, like, any hint of who it yeah. could be. Mm-hmm. I was like, I who mean, the fuck is this going to be? Just mm-hmm. trying to, like, figure it out. And unlike you, Natalie, I never thought of that it wasn't I anybody. didn't either. No, I didn't go there at all. It was a little whisper. When we got down to the end and it was like the end of the thing where it's like, which one is the alien between B and Sophie? Like, right, which one right. is the killer? I, through that entire scene, I was going back and forth. And it's not that B really showed me that, but I was like, this is a misdirect. It's definitely her because it right. looks more like it's Sophie. When you spend as much time as I do studying how toxic male ego and male pride can be, that's why your brain will just start whispering like Pete Davidson cl- killed himself trying to get clout on the internet. I'm like, that's what happened. <laughs> like, that, that tracks. I see it. He was the most fragile person at the beginning of the movie and clearly at the end of the movie when we got to watch him kill himself on TikTok. <laughs> So the minute we get sort of the reveal that there was no murderer my brain was like, is this an elevated like A24 Tucker and Dale Mm -hmm. versus evil? Because I'm getting (gasps) vibes a little. Yes! It's sort of like double end of the spectrum. Like, pick your poison. Like, this is a um, hyper smart critique satire of society and, you know, living online and our dependence on technology and just the wokeness of every young person, be it for better or worse, you know, depending on the circumstance. And then we have dumb bro comedy, yeah, which is in its own right effective. But this now is like I feel bookends this subgenre nicely to where you can kind of go one way or the other if this is your jam. And mm-hmm. the reason I love when we redo Lord of the Flies is because it's my nice little lovely reminder that like literally at our core, as soon as the reptilian brain takes over whether or not it's on coke and it was on a lot of coke in this movie you're literally just shredding everything that you've known about your own reality and the people around you and you're like i will get out of this murder house i will figure out which one of you is murdering people and i'll murder all of you to do it i don't know how long i'd last oh i well i mean that's why you got to join our bunker Get in the yes, bunker. I will. It's cool I need, people only. People with boundaries and cool people. 
Because <laughs> I always feel like if I were in the Hunger Games, like I would die. The it would be like before you get to the cornico, like whatever the first thing yeah, is, like you just be like she just fell over and died. I don't even know why <laughs> she didn't even get shot. Like like was- I would die of anxiety. I would literally yeah. just kill myself immediately, cease to exist, because I'd be so nervous about the task at hand. Yeah, I have no survival skills. This is maybe another reason why this resonates. The minute they lose the internet, it's a wrap for these kids. Oh, and right. I'm like. Yeah, totally. same. Yeah, same. Okay. When I go hiking or something, and I'll reach a place where there's no service, I'm always like, Death "There's by low GPS, ratings. It will be yes, me. That's what will happen. Yeah. I will yeah. die from exposure because I can't find my way back to the fucking interstate. Yeah, because my 100%. GPS percent. So I want to circle back to this idea about Pete Davidson and his toxic masculinity I, and fragility. I think it's deeply meta and totally yeah. appropriate that the culp, like the, if not the culprit, the inciting incident in this is a cautionary tale and a like a literal interpretation of the sort of like metaphorical ways and that like toxic masculinity and fragility are a prison. Like mm-hmm. if this guy could actually talk about his feelings and was not trapped in this sort of need to compete with our lovely mm-hmm. himbo he would not have quite literally cut his throat and taken down all of the incredible women in his life and i and for a story that is geared towards gen z and about sort of gen z anxieties and zeitgeist to have it be about that and have that kind of be your takeaway i think is incredibly profound and very smart i think it's very smart writing and it's not i don't feel like it's an accident or surprise that it's a bunch of women at the helm of such Mm -hmm. a project correct and that it was the cat person who like initiated this story i mean i don't know how much of it it was but there is yeah. some shared DNA There's, between yeah. that story yeah. and this story. And then when I think about like what it is about Himbo, um, Lee Pace's character, that Pete Davidson was like literally so lit up about. It was just because like Lee Pace was older and he had found his like grounding. So like nothing got to him. And Pete Davidson is like, I'm problematic you should be arguing with me and he's like, man whatever i'll teach you how to use a sword or not or like i'm just gonna go take a nap and i'm like yes he's unbothered and like the toxicity of male pride and ego is so reactive to where it's like no i'm supposed to be stunting against the thing that you made me insecure about And it's supposed to make you so insecure that you stunt. And then we just elevate our stunts until one of us has broken a bone. I don't know. (laughs) Or punched a wall. Or died. Or died. And Lee Pace wasn't competing with him. He's like, brah, I don't know. Like, I'm just here to fuck Alice. I don't know. (laughs) That was fun to watch that energy. This feels so fresh in part as we're talking about this i'm kind of unpacking some gender stuff around it normally at the core of these things is always about horizontal hostility between two women Mm -hmm. and there's certainly present in here but for there to be like gender parity around that and critique about not just like cat fight dynamics i think is really interesting and i don't know if is it intentional or is it a byproduct you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. is it is it present because that is the way that we are now seeing the world and it's just innately a part of the way that we write about it? Or is it like we're going to specifically talk about this? And I'm starting to lead toward the former because I never feel like even though those things are there to interpret, I never feel like it like presents it to you like, Ta-da, look at it. We're yeah. talking about toxic masculinity. Right. It's just sort of 
foundational to like a very important inciting incident in the film Mm -hmm. and i'm not only seeing that in scary movies i'm seeing that in like our fiction and our romance and things like that too where it's just like i leave the movie theater and when i left don't worry darling i i texted a bunch of people everything that i ever thought was correct is correct and don't worry darling affirmed my entire podcast and brand thank you so much florence Pugh. <laughs> and it was the same in you. barbarian with no spoilers in this movie i'm like i'm always right honestly this year of movies has really been great for my ego <laughs> i love that i will be the next villain of my story because now i'm just like see everybody i was right <laughs> How do I yeah. absorb some of your energy? I need some Natalie. Oh, in my she life. could like bottle it and sell it. So it's kind of incredible. Yeah, like you see, yeah. very infectious. It's what's so fun about knowing and loving her. <laughs> and because eventually, my brain, through process of elimination, I went. It has to be Max, the other fragile male who got so upset he left the goddamn party, and then he came back. And murdered them all because he that's how he chose to process his feelings. <laughs> and we literally don't see him until the last 20 seconds of the movie where all of his friends are slaughtered except for one and that one's girlfriend. And he's like, hi, everyone. Like, what's going on? Well, good news. The ex and the guy that you were pissed at dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the bodies, bodies, bodies cast gave a big like F you to critics who only wanted to talk about boobs in the movie. And then the critics got fragile about it. And then they were like, you put something on the internet. We ourselves are also allowed to comment and put things on the internet. Gen Z in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. It gets complicated, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's fair. <laughs> as someone who puts things on the internet for a living yeah, i felt right, a little bit yeah. for, bad for I, I would not have put those i would not my response would not have been to share those like i would have kept it in the dms yeah but i'm just like nothing scares me more than someone sliding into the dms <laughs> and yeah yeah because i'm such a non-confrontational person Same. i know it's it's happened once before and i'm terrified of happening again that is why i'm always so honest on my podcast that i know fucking nothing i'm like i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna say it with all the confidence in the world please know i fucking know nothing and if you want to tell me that i know nothing know that Go i agree with you right? yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna get in line <laughs> the line before i'm forms behind me right all right we have like heaped praise upon this and i think yeah. that it, that is totally valid but i'd love to know maybe if there were any things in this that didn't work for you and if the answer is no that's okay too but it's always you know just if there was anything that really like, oh, this maybe didn't quite click for me i would say i think they had some moments of just amazing tension at the beginning mm-hmm. of the actual game bodies 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 that I was settling in like so psyched for like I loved the like like somebody in the background and like you're like wait how do you play the game again like is that bad or good or she's fine okay good and like you're with them sort of in the game mentality for a very brief amount of time before shit pops off and it gave me hints of that like ready or not feel which I just love I eat with a spoon I just love it I love it I love it when movies do that successfully and I was hoping for a little bit more of that in this like cat and mouse because it becomes an mm-hmm. amount like just a rat king of uh 
all kinds of infighting and an actual murderous intent. I mean, it devolves quickly into a group activity where I, I kind of like that the hunt, the chase mm-hmm. sort of part of the game. Yeah, there's like one moment where you see Rachel Sinat's character illuminated in the light and then like take off, like scurry away yeah. in a way that feels that was, like it was some good tension. Wait a minute. I ca- I almost wish there was a little bit more of that. Same. Yeah. Right. I agree. I believe that the perfect length of a movie is 90 minutes. And I think that this one ran 94. Ariel, I wish you could see my face right now. The gloat, the Mm -hmm. gloating that Mm -hmm. is happening right now. I've never been more alive in my life. Mm -hmm. I've never felt Mm -hmm. more seen. (laughs) I gotta agree. That's, that's the ideal. Yeah. I will watch 18 hours of Grey's Anatomy and just like give up sleep to do it. But if you want me to watch a three-hour movie because you're hoping it's going to win an Oscar, fuck you. No, I will not. (laughs) Um, But this one ran 94. And I think by the time the last murder was going to happen, it had repeated enough of the murder format that I was like, okay, I'm ready to figure it out. Like, I'm ready. And then you do figure it out. So it was just like... I almost got bored and then I didn't. Right. Just in time. (laughs) Just under the wire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I really have any criticisms for this film. I think the performances are so good. I would say probably I feel like we don't get enough. uh, There's they do a really good job with the majority of the characters giving Mm -hmm. us softer side that vulnerability allowing us to really connect and i feel like we get less of that with two of the characters which is jordan jordan yes yeah and i love her because someone who is righteously angry is always my jam Mm -hmm. like the only thing we get her from her is this her trying to like claim working class cred or something but not really being working class and it just that did not land for me and didn't get that same full arc that some of the other no she was she was missing a layer of like there's something not fleshed out in that character that the others had and it's by no fault of hers her performance is great it's it's, she's just slightly underwritten and the same is true of emma for me she also did not totally connect and i think there's tons of potential with both those characters so it's sort of yeah Mm -hmm. and we know that it's capable of taking us to those places I still think it's good. I still, I mean, I like Jordan and I like Emma and I, I was very sad. And, you know, Jordan, I liked her flipping him off from the from the ground. Yeah, she got kind of a funny. good end. Like, check her phone. Check yes. Her <laughs> but I, I didn't get the same level of depth with her that I got with some of the other yeah. characters, which is a little Agreed. disappointing. Almost That's to the point really where I don't know if this is what they were trying to do, but I was so confused when she just started to get saltier and saltier. I'm like, girl, what are you angry about? And then she's blowing up on all of us i go oh i guess it's that (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah yeah, i did i did also really appreciate the slow reveal of like what Mm -hmm. that dynamic was because she's vaguely threatening but also attracted and like playing sort of a game and you think it's just all those little the facets of the relationships really well Mm -hmm. i honestly would like to know more about b like, I feel like I, I do wish a little bit that she, they, had, yes. they had given her a little more breathing room. I I'm guess. like, is she closeted? And that's why she's like weird about her mom calling or like repeating to herself, I am gay. I am gay. And it's like, okay. Because <laughs> she does that in the car, doesn't she? Before she like goes she say, out I'm gay to the or party. I'm okay. Oh, was it okay? I heard gay. 
she might have oh, i don't know i i heard okay but it oh my gosh i have audio processing issues so maybe i was just like i was like are they trying to build in that she's like not I actually be wrong queer and that it's weird for her to like she's just like because she was like a mystery person too where i was like mm-hmm. she could be the murderer i don't yeah. know anything about her yeah yeah for sure i think that they they successfully lead you to that assumption it does a good job of making you kind of suspect everybody. It does. It's a very it makes you complicit in that yeah. sort of yeah, suspicion. Uh huh. Uh huh. So overall, ladies, do you have any other thoughts before we wrap it up? We have covered the body, the body, and the other body. Three of them. I did. Yeah. I think I fully got to express to everyone how fun I felt this movie was, and how like I left it, and I was like, I love being right, <laughs> and I love knowing a movie was going to be good. From the first moment the trailer hit, and I went 100% fucking in. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I know the answer to this, but ladies, would you recommend Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. This is an easy, this is a fun one. We need a little fun, a little lightheartedness, you know? All right, cool. So we want to know, you know what we think of this movie. I want to know what y'all out there in the audience think of this movie. You can always drop us a line at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can come chat with us over on the Zombie Girls Facebook page or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ZG Podcasts, plural. Um, you can slide into the DMs and let us know there. If you're looking for something spooky to watch because you've already watched Bodies, 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 you should check out our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com where we track all the spooky doings that are happening on all the many, many, many streaming services and video on demand. And it's spooky season. It's so, so helpful, that resource. It's so yeah. helpful. Oh, go check you. it out. It's what I go to to be like, well, what am I watching? Oh, really? What are oh, the cool kids really watching? Happy. Yes. yes. <laughs> be hip. <laughs> you guys. And, uh, of course, if you love us and want to support us, you can do that with merch at zombiegirl.com forward slash merch or by joining our Patreon where you get extended episodes, bonus episodes. Um, you get to hang out on our Discord, which is dope. All right. That's enough of my plugs. I want y'all's plugs. Let's start with you, Natalie, as our, our special guest. Where can people find you on the internet? Where can they find your pod? All that good stuff. There is no shortage of me on the internet, believe it or not. Um, So to all the men I've tolerated before, streams on anywhere you could find a podcast. It's there. It comes out every Thursday. On Tuesday nights, I do Instagram Lives with my friend Jules. We call it Still Comfy. We look at our favorite comfort shows and decide if we still like them in our modern viewpoints. Right now we're doing one tree hill. (laughs) I may have to jump in on that one tree hill watch with you. Are y'all out of season one yet? No, we're in season two with all the asshats. Like when they just like really just bring in all of these new asshats. Off air, tell me what episode I need to watch to catch up. I will. I'll text it to you. And then on Monday nights, every other Monday, we're on one of our YouTube channels live talking about a movie. So we do TV on Instagram movies on youtube there's a playlist on the two all the men i've tolerated before youtube account that has all of the still comfies my personal instagram is natalie k124 and that's what i am on tiktok i implore you if you have good movie recommendations and you want to tell me a thing or two about a scary movie to get a hold of me through the dms i welcome it i love talking movies i don't get to do it enough (laughs) 
<laughs> amazing. And what about my amazing guest co-host? Thank you again, Elizabeth, for hopping on and oh doing gosh. this. This has Thank been you. so fun. You know, I relish any excuse to hang out with you and oh, talk about same movies. Same girl, same. I will be an alternate always for this. Oh, girls. love you guys. Are you kidding? I'm, listen, this is great that you're willing to do it. I can't believe I got I'm you serious. to do it. I'm so delighted. Get me on the sub list. <laughs> Done. You I are. I mean, you kind of are the sub list. <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. But you are a prolific podcaster. Where can they find you on the internet and to hear more of those dulcet tones that they mm. love so much? So on the internet, I am at Final Girl Scout um, on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, I will. Be on your podcast if you need a amateur <laughs> professional podcast co-host or guest. Um, I have amazing friends who all have amazing projects that I get to come and play in the sandbox of very frequently because they're kind enough to, to host me. Most of them have to do with the horror genre, including Plug It Up, our good friend Caitlin Grant's show. Go check it Love. out if you're like in the, the ladies' point of view on horror. It's got all that. I am also very frequently on Cinemondo, which is a movie review and trailer reaction podcast and YouTube channel. Um, we have fun over there. It's goofy. It's a good time. Bloody Good Horror. I like to sub on the Bloody Good Horror from time to time. So if you check out my socials, I'll link to what's up currently, what, what's in the hopper. But She's on at least three episodes of Tell the Men I've Tolerated. Oh my before. gosh. I am looking at your face. I'm literally looking at Natalie's <laughs> face. Just like, and what else? And what else? You just re-released our Fireside episode, which I adore. That's mm -hmm. putting Dawson Leary and Sean Hunter of the 90s on trial. On trial. Um, who's going to dating jail. Yes. <laughs> so to all the men I've tolerated before, you guys have got to just subscribe before yes. listening. I'm that confident about you uh -huh. um, enjoying that podcast. Cool yeah, subscribe. Lots of cool stuff happening. Stuff uh, maybe – happening in the future that's cool stay tuned for some details on that yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> i'll just put in a cryptic yeah <laughs> i love it <laughs> yes thank you again to both of you amazing ladies this has been so much fun thank you usually we announce what we're covering on the next episode but we're gonna we're going to keep it a little mysterious this time. Ooh. We have a very special secret guest coming and Ooh. they have selected a film and we will give you a heads up on social media. One more reason you should be following in uh, ZG podcasts at Instagram and Twitter so that you can continue to play along. Damn, I'm I love sorry. a cliffhanger. I love it. <laughs> Let's so just hope it doesn't turn into a murder. Yeah, oh my God. Anytime. This is the oh best. No, you don't know. I should have started a movie podcast, and instead, I was pissed off about misogyny. So. I'm glad you were. I mean, there is there is a Venn diagram there. It sure is. <laughs> you can do both. I can do both. That's right. All right, awesome. Unless you're sticking around for the extended episode, that is it for us, Elizabeth, as our co-host. Would you be willing to take us out? Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Natalie for joining us uh, brilliant time as always with my two ladies and uh, we will see you guys next time bye everybody bye everybody <laughs> thanks to everyone for listening and thanks to my co-host Ariel who's always willing to come on here and geek out about horror with me and finally thanks to the women who make the horror films we love so much 
Production of this episode was done by yours truly. Editing was done by Ariel Missman Rucker. And our theme song, More Deadly, was by Elizabeth Kyle and Eric Newell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode. Oh, we got a fun one tonight because I have somehow managed to talk both Elizabeth and Natalie <laughs> to stick around. It's a sleepover, y'all. It's a sleepover. It's because this is how I socialize. Yeah, it's fun. Yes, we, but I'm serious. I know I keep talking about this and we have like, you know, like group chats that we're in various group chats, but I am like hell bent on 2023 being the year that we like actually hang out. I want to yes. have a horror girl weekend. Mm-hmm. I have been tracking flight prices. So when we have like a good price and we're just going to like book it and do it. Are you ladies I'm in? Yeah, I'm, I'm so in. down. Yes. Money isn't real. <laughs> Listen, you're going to earn more. It's always around. If you're not going to earn more, you got to spend it, right? It's just numbers in our phone. Like, what does this mean to me? Yeah. Nothing compared to the priceless memories that we will form over this weekend. I sound like the assholes on Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's like, I don't even look at that app on my phone. (laughs) So I think what we'll probably do... We'll go to we'll go to Richmond because Caitlin doesn't yeah. like to fly. Yes. And uh we'll just spend a week in there being nerdy horror girls together. That would be amazing. And I would amazing. love it. Yeah, I to love Richmond. Yeah. I'm in I've never been, but I would love to go. And I like I wanna whenever there's like a new place I haven't been, I wanna go. So yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. That's easy to get to for me. I'm down. Yeah. All right. Perfect. I, I've locked you in here. You have made a verbal agreement. Yes. This is a contract. It is enforceable by law. It we is are having a horror girl weekend. Yeah. Yes. Right. All <laughs> you gotta do is get it notarized, and we are like dozens of listeners who are our witnesses. Dozens. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> it is You're my pleasure. I would to love the Instagrammable moments. <laughs> like, right. Don't you oh, guys want to yeah. see our like cool and like. Just In fact, they are starting a GoFundMe right now for our trip. You're welcome <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. <laughs> they just want us to have fun. I understand. They started the Kickstarter. They're going right? to do it for us. <laughs> My God, can you imagine? That would be so nice. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's a way to <sighs> All right, let's get into some horror headlines because I, of course, Ariel's not here, who is the adult on the podcast and actually plans things. Um, <laughs> you so we're are eating stuck with cereal me. for breakfast. I love it. I mean, cereal with water, essentially, because yeah, I forgot to it. buy the milk. <laughs> so I figured it'd be fun to just like really quickly get as horror fans. Um, and new horror fans, lifelong horror fans, your thoughts on some recent headlines. And the reason I want to is because of this first one that I saw. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this could go one of two ways. And that horror is. headlines. This is my catnap. I love it. And I can't wait. Yes. So this is kind of like the Cinemondo thing. You're Instead of reacting to a trailer, though, you're re- reacting to news. Which is so into it. Good. Good. Okay, good. This will be fun then. Um, I tried to do this with one of my other co-hosts, DJ, who doesn't care about anything. <laughs> and his answer's always like, okay, cool. <gasps> yeah, it's not going to make the most exciting content. No, but I feel yeah. like I feel like you guys are going to have some thoughts, especially about this first headline, which is yeah. that fear, 
Do you remember that movie Fear? Mark Wahlberg banging his chest oh. here. Uh huh. Roller coaster. Uh huh. Uh, that thriller from the 1990s is getting a Peacock series. Whoa. Oh, I am in. I am 100% oh in. Oh, my. Let me think. That about movie it. is insane. Because <laughs> I'm like, what year is it now? Who will be in it? Who's responsible for it? I have questions. Will it have a critique of that character That's that is I'm a saying. modern like, one? What, or yes, will it be like bro dumpster fire? Like, yes. It can't be a bro dumpster fire, right? Like someone has to elevate it. You would think it's the only way it could exist in today's landscape. Like, I'm not going to lie. I would watch Fear today if someone wanted to watch Fear and be like, no, no this movie is completely fine to watch. Listen.